Hey there, listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Today we're going to be talking about A Curse for Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kemener, published by Bloomsbury Way. This is a novel. It's basically a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, um, but there it has a very modern feel to it, which I really appreciate. Harper is from Washington, D.C., and she stops a kidnapping, which is which basically gets herself kidnapped to the kingdom of Emberfall. Um, every season, you know... Um, the the beast one man a servant he goes into you know our world in order to get a girl who could break the curse you know and the curse is someone has to you know fall in love with him so i think it's really great how the story evolves through that um through the modernity because it doesn't really force the romance on the reader in fact you know it's it kind of throws that out really early on because Harper is a pretty fierce character. You know, she's, um, she is a girl, you know, with cerebral palsy. She comes from a family, you know, her dad left and her dad owned lots of money to loan sharks. So her brother takes really bad jobs and she has a limp, you know, so it's not, it, it, it forces other people to sort of, take advantage of her and not really think she has a lot to offer but in Emberfall you know where there's so much in the kingdom of Emberfall where there is so much happening you know not a lot of modern medicine she really rises um, to the occasion and she really puts many of the male characters in their places you know they think Oh, damsel in distress. You know, she constantly needs their help because that's just one of those classic fantasy tropes. Um, and I say classic, you know, fairy tale kind of tropes where the damsel's in distress, but she's sort of like Megara from Hercules. Because I recently watched that movie <laughs> with my son. Um, she's a damsel. She's sometimes in distress, but she's got it. You know, she makes the effort to teach herself how to throw knives. She makes the effort to learn how to to learn archery. Um, she goes head to head with Lilith, the dark enchantress, and she is really a force to be reckoned with. Um, limp or no limp, she doesn't let that keep her down anymore. You know, she let her brother keep her down a little bit because, you know, she always thought that it was sort of a hindrance, but she has come to terms with the fact that, no, it's it's not a hindrance, and I really have to appreciate Kemener's um, respect of adding a character with a disability. You know, there's not really a lot of young adult fiction out there with characters with disabilities. And so the fact that she brought a character that has cerebral palsy, um, that has a severe limp, but is able to you know, hold her own and even show it, show up the male characters. You know, I really think that's really strong um, feminist writing without being down your throat feminist to the point where it's someone off-putting. Because Harper's, um, she's a very strong character. She has a very strong personality and it really does balance with the other characters quite well. Um, and then you have Lilith. You know, I really do like this aspect of Lilith, you know, um, it is something that has been seen before. I, I won't, I won't lie. Um, 
but you know like a court of thorns and roses but um what i like about lilith is you know i i really like stories that take dean chandris and turn her into someone who's not so benevolent um she doesn't curse him because you know to teach him a lesson granted he did need to learn a lesson she curses him because you know she has an ulterior motive she wanted to be queen um but he said no thank you <laughs> he betted her and then said no thanks so you know hell hath no fury like a woman scorned right she's basically that woman scorned and considering the fact that his father pretty much decimated her people because you know she is a um, a magi you know they've pretty much been killed killed off and she inherited all of their power which is why she is so powerful but there are a few things that could kill her um we just don't know what they are at least not until the end which i think is a really good plot twist <sighs> i also like the fact that harper uh, well let me say this i like the fact that um the author decided to not take the direct route with romance you know she kind of sidesteps it with both the prince and with her um she doesn't go directly to it yes the whole core of the curse is you know someone has to fall in love with him but she kind of sidesteps that um what i do like is how she does develop the friendship between them you know, she develops the friendship first and foremost. There is no automatic head over heels in love, you know. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of animosity in the beginning because, you know, she has been kidnapped. Her mom is dying. She has no idea what happened to her brother. So there is a lot of animosity there. But she does come to understand his kingdom and the effect the curse has had on him. And what she does instead, you know, I think is even greater than helping him break the curse, is she helps him see beyond the curse. You know, he was so blinded by the curse. He was so grief-stricken with the things that this curse does to him. But what does happen is, you know, he does step up. He, he forgot his kingdom, basically. He became a very neglectful towards his kingdom. And, you know, it is it is understandable on the one hand because, you know, he does turn into this monster, so he wants to keep everyone as far away from him as possible um, because he knows, he, you know, once a season, he is going to turn into this monster that's really not going to have any recollection of who he was as a human. Um, but when he goes back to being a human, he'll have very clear recollections of everyone he murders. And now... You know, he he put this wall up between him and his kingdom. But by doing so, he hurt his kingdom. And now Harper is helping him see, you know, like, your kingdom needs you. you. Like, you can't just lock yourself up forever. And he does come to see that. And he does step up. And so the kingdom becomes very loyal to him, you know. They thought they were forgotten. But he's showing them, no, you haven't been forgotten. This is what I will do for you. You know, he uses the curse to his advantage. The enchanted kingdom he uses to his advantage as well. And I thought that was a very good plot point structurally. Um, because it does raise a lot of differences between 
the original fairy tale and then this fairy tale. So I really did appreciate that sort of difference. I also like the aspect of the invading kingdom. You know, that's definitely something I really haven't seen done before. And this kingdom is invading. So Harper pretends to be Princess Harper of DC. You know, this kingdom no one has ever heard of before. Um, to be like, no, you can't invade because my forces will come. Um, so she sort of, they're bluffing. It's one giant bluff, but it works out. You know, um, it works out in the most unexpected way, which again, another plot twist. It was another plot point that was quite interesting to see develop. So Kemener, she's, she's full of great story structure. She has a very sound story structure. Um, you can see her idea come across quite wonderfully. And as far as retellings go, it really is a good, fresh retelling. You know, it has a really good modern feel to it. It features um, a character with a disability who is also um, a quite fierce female character. And I thought that was a really strong writing. I mean, as for the prince, I mean, I could take him or leave him. Honestly, he is... Uh, there's really not much you can do with the prince um, in any retelling. So I always have to say, you know, I got to take it or leave it. It it follows the same formula. But with a female character, if you want to follow a different formula, I think that's really good. I thought it was really strong to follow a different formula with a story, um, with a structure, with a romance. And with the female protagonist, I think it's really good to change the structure up. You have to have the, some of those core similarities in order to keep it a retelling. But the direction of how you take those um, core elements, that way you structure those core elements, that's what makes it fresh and unique. And Kemener was able to do that quite wonderfully. So I do give this book four stars. Um, it does have a really good pacing to it. It is um, a pretty good retelling as far as I'm concerned. And I'm really excited to see, after that plot twist at the end, where the sequel is going to go from here. So once again, this was The Curse So Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kemener. Please um, check out your local, books, your local bookseller or your local bookstore and give it a shot. Let me know what you think about it. And as always, happy reading.